0: Hey guys,
1: Barry McGinnity here, CEO and founder of The Game Changers and the podcast, The Comeback Game, Inspired and Unstoppable. Today I've got uh, Dan Henry, who uh, is the founder of GetClients.com. At his time, he was the fastest member to hit the 2 comma club uh, with ClickFunnels and now runs a multi-million dollar education business. Dan, how you doing, mate? Good morning. How you doing? Excellent. So it's uh, evening over here. Where are you calling in from?
0: Florida, uh, 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 well, today, uh, cloudy Florida, not not sunny Florida. Cloudy
1: Florida, so I think it's uh, 10 p.m. here at Perth, Western Australia, and you're at uh, 10 a.m.
0: Yeah, 10 a.m., Over- wow, 12-hour difference, that's that's Friday, quite a good.
1: Right. Yeah, mate, so look, uh, for all the viewers and listeners out there, why don't you just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do?
0: So, I own um, uh, a, Education company, I teach people um, how to do stuff that uh, I'm good at, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, I started out with a, a very simple um, digital marketing agency, and that was where I really got started because i was uh, I've always been a serial entrepreneur and so you know I've always tried different businesses i've oh, man, I've owned every different business you could think of. I've owned bars, I've owned uh, airbrush tattoo company t t-shirt company I've done I've had I've had an Italian ice cart at carnivals like I've had everything you could imagine and you know I just uh made some bad investments and ended up dead broke we were so broke we were trying to sell water bottles on the side of the road to pay our electric um and uh then I just I I remembered that you know I learned how to do Facebook ads from when I owned one of my bars that's how like I, I was able to get business and so I thought, you know, what if I do that for other businesses? You know, what if I f- didn't have to worry about dealing with employees and dealing with the actual business? Instead, I just did the advertising part and charge for that service. And so, um, and it was my wife that gave me that idea. And so I did that. And in my first month I did, I went from like, again, trying to sell water bottles on the side of the road to doing $10,000, um, in profit, my my first month, and then I grew up from there. Um, I started doing coaching, and then eventually I launched an online course showing my own, uh, you know, my own method to running an agency because it was quite unorthodox and different than what most people do. So I, I showed that. And fast forward to today, I have a multi-million dollar education business. We have over 500 video success stories and and, and reviews and, and testimonials, and it's just been you know, it's just been a wild ride. Wow. So mate, uh, first of all, how old are you? 31. I'll be 32 in a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you've uh, just become a new father. I understand as well.
0: Yep. That's why I'm so tired. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I just had a, a baby boy. I came in a little rough. Um He had to go to the NICU right away. He, we were in there for two weeks. He had, Really bad breathing difficulties, a collapsed lung, and we didn't leave his side for the first two uh, for two weeks while we were in the NICU until he came out. I didn't, and as, that's one of the reasons I love what I do is because you know I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a normal job because we, I, we stayed there, like we stayed at the hospital, mm-hmm. and um, my business because I run automated you know online education programs, Evergreen online courses, Evergreen. I, I, you know, I, I didn't contact, I didn't do anything. I didn't contact my employees. I just stayed there with my kid and my company still produced the same revenue. So, you know, I'm grateful that I have that all set up because if I had a regular nine to five, I, I met, you know, I mean, I saw parents coming in and leaving, coming and, and leaving cause you know, they had to go to work and I'm just glad I was able to be there the whole time for my kid. Yeah. That's incredible.
1: And Mike, so when did it all begin? Like, when did you, you know, start your first business?
0: Ooh, my first business. Uh, I would probably say my first business was when I was 10, I was probably like 10 or 12. And I was going around mowing lawns and I was charging $10 a lawn. And all of a sudden, these other kids in the neighborhood came in and started charging $5 a lawn and undercutting me and took all my business. And so I thought, well, I could whine about it or I could figure this out. So I went to those other kids. And I said to them, hey, um, do you guys like dealing with these old people and and selling them on your, on your lawn care services? And they're like, no, not really, but I like to make money. And so I was like, well, let me ask you something. What if you never had to deal with them again? What if you had the same amount of lawns, you never had to deal with them, uh, and you just showed up, mowed the lawn, and left, and you never had to even talk to them? And they were like, that would be great. I was like, okay, well, if I – Sell these people, and I and I get you the lawns, and you still get five dollars each lawn. Would you, Would that be okay? And they said, yeah. So I went around, and I sold. All, all I did was I sold all of these, you know, old retired people because I live in Florida. That's that's the demographic here. On uh, us mowing their lawn. And I got paid $10. I kept five. I gave five to the kids. They went out and mowed. And now I was making $5 a lawn and all I had to do was go and talk to them. I didn't even have to mow a single lawn. So that was my first business. <laughs> and, uh, like is mom or dad entrepreneurial? Um, not really. No. Um, no, my dad is a, well, at the time was a, a disc jockey. He was, uh, crazy disc jockey in savannah georgia and in chicago uh he was um kind of like a howard stern a little bit um wild and zany online air personality uh and then my mom was just always like a corporate career woman so no 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 entrepreneurship in the family whatsoever (laughs)
1: No, nah. guys, it's incredible. It's incredible that even back then, like your influence, your skills of influence and persuasion, were still so strong at ten years and ten years old.
0: Well, I was just like, I don't want to mow the lawns, but I still want to get paid, and I don't want to lose all my bit. So I just put two and two together and figured it out because I, I, I was just like, you know, because you know, I, I just saw that I had a skill talking to people, and I don't think they, I, I just got the sense that they didn't like because you know, no kid likes to talk to old people. Like they just do it because, you know, cause you have to, look. so I just sat there and listened to their stories for 10, 15 minutes, collected the money and went home and played video games instead of mowing lawns. So, you know, just, I just put two and two together.
1: Yeah. And, and so the drive for the marketing business, it, it sounded like, um, you know, you tried a bunch of different businesses, some kind of worked. some didn't work. The marketing was it more so like an initial drive around obviously then to feed yourself because you you know was selling bottled water on the side of the road is that where the initial drive kind of went into like what was the what was the thought process or decisions to getting into the market in the first place outside of your partner kind of suggesting it as being a good idea?
0: Well, because I had always well what it was was I had always tried to start a business to make money. That was always my play. And obviously, when you start a business, there's expenses, there's time, there's risk, there's all these things. When you run a marketing agency, there is no risk because you are getting paid to run ads for another established, I mean, obviously, if you do it right, you said a lot of people do it wrong, but if you run ads for an established business that's already bringing sales in every single day and closing them and they just need more, you know, you're not you know, you're, it costs, you no money, they pay for ad spend, they pay your fee. Um, and it's, you can land a client within a day or two and and start getting paid. So like for me, it, it was a way to use the skill that I had because that was the thing. The reason I always wanted to own a business was I thought I was really great at promoting. And so you know, I always like I, I used to watch uh, movies about advertising guys. And I remember I I, I saw like, uh, I remember, you know, the show Mad Men. Yeah. Like, I just always thought that stuff like that was really cool. Like these advertising guys. And when I was a kid, I used to thought like, like well, how cool would it be to be the guy that came up with these advertisements for these companies, you know? And it's funny because back then you would have to. Work your way up the corporate ladder and smoke cigars with the right people and rub elbows and and work your way up to get a position like that today, you could just log into Facebook, click ads manager, and now you own an advertising business i mean like that 's it you know the, the yeah. game has changed, so I just took that that skill and then i I went and did it for others, charged money. It's like the perfect business because you don't have to run a company. They're running the company. You're just doing the advertising. There's no risk and you can get paid right away. And so I went ahead and, you know, I taught everything I know about that. And now some of my students have surpassed, you know, even what I did. Like I've got a few students that are at $50,000 a month with their agencies. They got like 50, you know, 45, 50 clients. And it's just crazy. Like, you know, I mean, uh, because I, I follow the the rinse and repeat method, you know, get one client and keep getting the same type of clients after that, um, and just put everything on an assembly line. Because I, I like I like to automate and make everything I do as passive as oops, let me turn that off as passive as possible. Because like why like why do we do business? Do we do business to to work or do we do business to uh, enjoy the the progression of our lives. You know, like I I, I work because I want to feel good about bringing value to people. I want to be able to spend time with my family. I want to be able to get the things in life I want, like a nicer house or a nicer car or good doctors for my my kid or whatever. But you know, once you start working in your business, you become self employed. You're not an entrepreneur when you work. on your business. Now you're an entrepreneur. You you know what I mean? So I always try to set things up from the beginning where I work on my business and not in my business.
1: Hmm. Which is smart. You know, start with the end in mind, uh, which, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people we've met, you know, fall into the trap of just working to keep the doors open. You know, they haven't even got a business. They bought themselves a full-time job. Even worse than that, they're working 80 hours a week. They're not getting paid anywhere near as much as working for someone else. They're there long after their employees go home and they're literally just just breaking even at best. Um, you know, how did you go about getting those first few clients then? Obviously, you know, you had done some previous marketing, but you hadn't had an agency. How did you go about actually getting clients on board?
0: So here's my thing. Um, there's so many people out there that, We'll try to do things like learn sales copy, learn cold calling, all that. And I just, I felt that that was, that's largely overrated. Um, You know, so I thought to myself like, because I I remember when I was, uh, I was about 18 years old and maybe I was 19, but I started a little web, web design company and I would get, uh, yeah, I would do like WordPress sites for 500 bucks. And um, I'd post on Craigslist, and I started it at the same time. An internet pal of mine started, who he lived in California, I live in Florida, and we started at the same time with the same knowledge, the same skills. And two months after we started, I didn't have a single client. I could not find anybody. Like I just I posted all the time on, on Craigslist. So I, I call him up. I say, Hey, how's you? How are you doing, man? And he says, Well, I had like I have like twenty clients and I was like you have 20 clients like how did you get 20 clients and so he told me he's like well I started out by posting on Craigslist every day to try to get clients I said well that's what I do he says yeah but nobody wanted to hire me because I had no previous clients and they didn't take me seriously it didn't matter what I said and you know so I said oh so what did you do so he what he did was he went on Craigslist and he posted he said hey listen I am doing free websites I will do your website, a five-page website, absolutely free. All that I ask is that you give me a video testimonial. And so he posts it, and right away he gets like 30 businesses that reach out. He takes five of them on. He does five websites for free, gets five video testimonials, and then he went and reposted after that, sharing the portfolio of his clients and his video testimonials, and people started signing up. Easy. I was like, holy freaking crap. So I started doing that and I started getting my little $500 word. Like, I I worked for free in the beginning and I got the testimonial and I marketed the testimonial and it was just easy, easy, easy. So, what I did in the beginning was I did a a couple ads for people for free and I did the same method and I got a result and I showed that result to more clients and they signed up easy because I already had the case studies, the proof. And so that's what I teach. And that's how my, my students get a lot of, get a lot of, uh, get started. And, you know, it's yeah. funny because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in the industry that they have their, this hoity toity nose up in the air. You should never work with for free type people. And I get heat for suggesting this and I've seen other people suggest it. And it, it's, it, blows my mind why people do that. Because the fact is you're not working for free. You're working to gain a marketable asset that's arguably worth more than money. And so the concept of working for free to get testimonials and why that's a bad thing is, is insanely ignorant. I mean, like it was so, I could not close a single client prior to that. I went out, I put a very minimal amount of my time in, I didn't charge for a couple clients. I got a result. And then every single time, like I went to a realtor, I said, look, hey, realtor, I charge $2,000 a month. Look at this video of this realtor from Tarpon Springs um, screaming at the top of his lungs about how I got him 50 leads this week and he's so happy. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, now it becomes so easy. It's like a knife through a hot knife through butter. Why wouldn't I do that? And so a lot of people, they get this thing in their head, they're like, I'm worth this. And it's like, you are worth exactly how much you get paid, right? Yeah, That is how much you're worth. You're worth that at your job. You're worth that at like, oh, I know I'm worth more than I get. No, you're not because otherwise you would be getting paid for it. You'd go out, you'd ask for a raise and the boss would say, you know what? You are worth it and they would give you the raise. Or if you ask for that from a client, then they would give it to you. You're worth exactly as much as you get paid because that's, that's what people are willing to pay. So, you know, I went out and I charged, you know, more than a lot of people charge, but because I had those testimonials in place, I closed easy.
1: Yeah. And again, imagine like if you had to continue down that initial path, which was, you know, trying to get jobs off Craigslist without that way it actually be right now. You know, so that, yeah, I didn't do so that, that for the
0: ad agency. That was that was when I was like eighteen. I don't. I I doubt that method works anymore because it got kind of like like everybody started doing it. So, you know. But I no what I did for uh, I just posted on Facebook. I said, Hey, does anybody um, would anybody like me to run ads for you for a week for free to test out my service? That's all I did, and people people just jumped on it.
1: I actually same, did, same strategy, you know, giving before you get.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I I actually. Uh, Actually, that's why my webinar does so good. Um, I do. I, I teach this script called The Curious Student on my webinar. And when people do the script, they're, so this is so, so. what's so cool. They're on the webinar. They do the script. They post it. Potential clients start messaging them. And they're like, holy on the webinar. I On the webinar. Because I tell them on the webinar, I'm like, do this right now. And so like, they see potential clients messaging them while they're on the webinar. So by the time... I, I get to my pitch at the end there. They've got like five people messaging them that they have to buy. They just have to buy. Like, they're like, well, I've got a business now. It's start like people want my service. So I, I've got to buy Dan's program. So I know how to do it. Like, so that's one reason my webinar converts so crazy well.
1: That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So, <laughs> you know, what sort of, um, you know, ongoing education do you embark on? You know, like obviously back then you were self-taught, you had done a bit of the advertising for your bar. Um, but what, what, what ongoing education are you constantly investing in or are you constantly investing in yourself to keep your level, you know, up there? So you can obviously give that back to your clients.
0: Yeah. So I, um, well, a lot of the education happens from me because I still take on clients. So, you know, a lot of the education happens there, but I buy a lot of books. Like I just bought yesterday, I just bought seven books on Amazon. Um, I bought, uh, I think three copywriting books. I bought principles by Ray Dalio. Great. I bought, yeah, I bought, um, some negotiation book. I forget what it was called, but it's a, a, a book on like, personal and work negotiations to improve myself with my employees and management skills. So I do that a lot. And also the book I would probably recommend the most is, um, as like a read that you should read before any other book on the planet is, uh, a book that was recommended to me. And it's, it's, it's a must read. It's by Sam Walton. It's called made in America. Um, it's how Sam Walton created the Walmart corporation. um, Yeah, there's so it's probably I would put that book before any business book on like there's like you have to read that one first, like period, you know what I mean? Before any other business book, I don't care who it's by. I don't care if it's by the Dolly freaking llama, you you read this book first. So, um, yeah, I mean, I re, I do a lot of books and then I also invest in high end masterminds um, and I only give money to people who are at eight figures or above because I'm at seven figures, multiple seven figures. I want to get to eight figures, which I'm I'm zeroing in on. So I pay money to people that are where I want to be. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, like that specialize in getting people from seven to eight figures. So that's where I, I put my, my education. Just like if you go to the gym, right. You, and you want to get jacked. You don't go up to the skinny guy and pay him money for personal training sessions on how to get jacked. If you do, then you're you're pretty dumb. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You go up to the jacked guy, period. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So tell me, mate, you know, it wasn't always like this. You, you touched a little bit on your story and I suppose I'm keen to to, to kind of dive in. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are watching and listening to this right now that are maybe, um, you know, in business and have got some struggles, you know, whether it be in their business or whether it be in their personal life, you know, we spoke briefly you know, before we, we kicked off this interview and I kind of mentioned that, you know, people don't have business issues. People got personal issues that are taken to their business and it's all that show up in their business. You know, I honestly believe that our inner game uh, creates our outer game. So the experiences we're having externally outside of us are just merely a reflection of who we are or, you know, right. what we are. And so I'd love to know, like, what are, what are some huge challenges or adversities you've actually been through uh, in your life? And what was it that they taught you?
0: I mean, I think it's the same. I think categorically, it's the same stuff everybody goes through. Like, you don't think you're good enough. You think what you're working on is not good enough. I I grew up an artist, a musician. So, you know, I mean, like I got guitars and and stuff, you know, I got a half sleeve guitar tattoo. Like, I'm I'm a big, uh, (laughs) excuse me. Question. Okay. Um, (laughs) Musician. And so, like, when you're a musician – or any type of artist at all, you like, you'll, you'll create work and everybody around you'll be like, that's amazing. And you'll be like, it's trash. You know, like you'll just think it's garbage because that's the very nature of being an artist. You want your work to be absolutely amazing. And it's, and I think the number one um, thing with artists is there's so much unfinished work because they just can't let it go. And it looks. yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, I think some of the world's greatest artists are not necessarily great. They just had the ability to finish, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's just so, and that goes for musicians and, and, and poets and just everybody. It's like so many people are so talented or at least have that potential talent, but because they get, they let all this head trash get in, they don't, they don't finish things. They don't take steps. They don't do anything. And I think that success majorly is getting out of your own way. I think that honestly, if you grew up, and this is my honest opinion, if you were born in a white box and you grew up in a white box and you had no contact with the outside world, you didn't watch any TV, you just ate food and were in a white box. And people said, this is how you make a million dollars. And you said, okay, you probably make a million dollars faster than anybody on the planet because you have no external input or no experiences to cloud your mind, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I remember the first day I knew that I was gonna be a millionaire is the, the day that I did my webinar and I made $48,000 that day. I, I sat down and, and I really was hoping to make $10,000. Like That was what I was hoping. Like, I'll, Actually, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, yeah, please. I I don't really tell this that often. I don't think I've ever told this, but I was making about ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month, and then I you know uh, upwards of twenty sometimes um, with my ad agency. And I thought I was doing good, you know. I thought I was content, but I didn't really like. I still felt that having seven years in the game, seven years as an internet marketer, I should have been a little bit ahead of that because you know you see all these guys that are making like hundred grand, two hundred grand a month, and so but I I was content because right before that I was dead broke. Well, all of a sudden I get a letter in the mail and it was a letter that you never wanna get because as soon as you look at the return label, you know immediately it says internal revenue service. Okay, now in in, in America, that's a big deal. I don't know if you guys have that that big of a deal over there and it could be a refund, but no, it never is. I opened it and I had owed the IRS $250,000. And so I I thought I was doing good and all of a sudden I get hit with this blow. And so I thought, man, I thought there's how am I going to make this? Because you know, 10, 15 grand a month is not going to, you know, not going to, not going to pay that. So I, I was thinking about everything I could think of. And then I thought, you know, everybody had kept bugging me. They said, Dan, you're really good at running an ad agency and you're really good at Facebook ads. Why don't you create a course? And I thought, yeah, that's how everybody's making millions these days, but there was just one problem. Um, have, you, have you ever heard of an online program called Get Launched? No. no, And for good reason, <laughs> because um, the guy that created that program, he spent six months of time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears putting, putting uh, that program together. He spent probably $10,000 in expenses, and when it came time to launch, he didn't sell a single copy. And I know that because that guy was me. It was a blogging course that I tried to launch a few years before that. And you know I had totally bombed. And so I, I, I swore, I said, this is the last thing I wanna do right now. The last thing I wanna do is try that again to try to pay off the IRS. But at the same time, I knew that really in reality, that's really the only way you're gonna make that much money that fast at, at, a, at a profit margin high enough to, to do that. It was like little, I could not think of a single other business. And so, um, you know, I, I, I read every book I could find. I bought all the, all the books. I studied all the podcasts and I came up with this method that seemed to be the standard accepted practice. And and it was, you build the list over several months, you ask them what they want, and then you sell it to them. And I thought, man, this is, boy, this is risky because I'm going to spend several months of my time. I'm going to spend, I'm going to hope that people, you know, are interested. I'm going to hope I'd get it right. And then if I, I'm going to be in the same position I was last time. And so I thought, well, what if I could, what if I could shorten this process, do it faster and make sure people would buy. And so I came up with my own new proprietary method where I would sell my course first. Before okay before I built it, but I sold it as group coaching. Okay. Right. And so what I did was I sold it as group coaching. I, I, I did the group coaching. I made sure people liked it. I made if I did, if I did a section and nobody, and people were like, eh, I redid it on the spot. I made sure they liked it. I made sure that they, it sunk in. And then when it was all said and done, I edited the, I did an eight hour group coaching session. I did my whole course in, in eight hours because I did an eight-hour group coaching session. I had it all cut up into little videos. I, ha- I had money to to do that because I, I made money up front. And then I launched it as a regular course. I did a webinar. I showed some of the results from the people in the group coaching. That very first day, we did $48,000. I did the webinar again. A week later, I made $50,000. I was at almost a, right under $100,000 in eight days. So I was almost halfway to my goal of paying off the IRS. And I just wanted to make like 10 to see if I could like, you know, throw some money at the IRS before they, they started seizing my property. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm halfway to my goal. Fast forward to five months later, I hit a million dollars in five months. And I not only had enough money to pay off the IRS, but I actually hired a rock star tax specialist and they got my $250,000 reduced to 25 grand.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yes, so I didn't have to actually pay the 250 because I had the money to hire a good tax specialist. And fast forward today, we're at almost $4 million. I went from an 1,800 square foot rural Florida house in the boonies to a 8,000 square foot house on the water, which I'm sitting in now. Um, and I just have a beautiful business. I got great, a great team, great employees. And it was all because I sold my expertise online. And you know I, I figured out a way to make sure it would sell first, because so many people, they waste so much time on their online course, and it never sells. And I was like, "Let me reverse this and make sure it's gonna sell first, because, you know, uh, man, like uh, you, you, the last thing you want to do is waste that." I, I didn't want to get further and further in the hole. So, you know, that's really, you know, that 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 that's kind of my my story in, in in a nutshell. With that, I I, I think you asked a, a question prior and I forgot what the question was where we were leading. But
1: <laughs> no, that, that, that that was that was absolutely perfect. How many people joined that group coaching course up front and what did you charge for that?
0: So this is this is cool. I uh so this is what I did. I said listen I said you don't you don't know me. I get that. Uh so I'm gonna offer something better than a refund guarantee. I'm not even gonna charge you. I'm gonna charge you one dollar today and then 48 hours after our coaching you'll automatically get charged 497. okay because i'm gonna launch this program for 997 but not only do you get it for half off you get personal group coaching okay see so that's all how you present it and frame it you yeah. don't say oh i'm pre-launching and you're getting a pre-launch product you say i am launching for 997 but what i'm gonna do is i'm not only gonna give you half off but i'm gonna teach it to you personally i'm gonna give you group coaching you see how i frame that so now they're yeah. like wow i'm getting more not oh i'm I gotta wait for the course. You see what I'm saying? So hmm. I did that, and so uh, half the people took a dollar, and then I said, "Listen, you pay a dollar." Forty eight hours after you're going, and I, you know, I did a kind of like a thrown together webinar, and then at the end is where I pitched this, and I said, "You know, you'll get charged four ninety seven, but if you're already convinced, you know, you're gonna love it." Um, oh, sorry, I, I, I skipped ahead. So it's a dollar. You get charged four ninety seven after. If you don't like it, if you didn't think it was valuable, send me an email before the 48 hours and I won't charge you at all. Right. So that was the guarantee. So they could try it before they buy it. Bought it. And so here's where I, I put a twist on it. I said, if you're already convinced and you know you want this, then if you buy now and you forget the $1 offer, I'll give it to you for $297. And so a bunch of people bought that. So I was walking in. To this thing with you know a couple grand in my pocket and i was just like i made a couple grand plus i got another couple grand on the way and i know that if like here's the thing if i do the group coaching and nobody cancels guess what i have a viable product right so and then here's another trick i did this is really cool this is a real good golden nugget at the end of the training because it's on a zoom call right so at the end of the training you bring each person on and you say, hey, what did you think of this training? And then they give you this amazing testimonial and then you cut it up, you put it in your webinar, and now you have all this social proof before you've ever, like you do your very first Mm -hmm. webinar launching your static course and you have all these testimonials. I mean, it's brilliant. I've got a a thousand tricks like that. I've I've actually um, just started a coaching group called Sold Out Courses, where I'm teaching people this whole freaking method and, and how to do this. And it's been going really, really great. I've, it's my second, I mean, I've, I've done like a lot of mini courses and stuff like that, but it's my second big major course. And I'm getting even better results for people than my first course. They're making like freaking 50 grand on their, they're outdoing me again. They're, one guy made, uh, Tom, he made $41,000 on his beta. I made 4,000 when I did mine. So, you know, it's just, it's so cool to see your students do better than you. But I just love teaching because when you're a coach, when you're done for you, you can impact this many people, mm. very very tiny amount. But when you're an educator and you have and you sell education, you can impact this many people and you can just mm. change more lives. You know, I mean, you can't change that many lives as as a done for you. And you can mm. change some more lives as a coach. You can change more lives maybe if you do events. But if you sell online programs that thousands can buy, that's where you're changing the most lives.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I love that. I, I I absolutely love that because, you know, everything that you've said is all around, you know, results up front. Yes. You know, results up everything. front. And, you know, the back end of that is that you deliver results up front. You're taken care of. You're making money. Your bills are being paid. The IRS is off your back. Like how amazing is that going from a quarter million dollar bill to,
0: percent of you know, that. Yeah. Well, um, here's the here's the other thing. You know, have you ever asked somebody like like you know the old the old cliche when the wife asks the husband, does this dress make me look fat? I mean, do you ever say yes? You never say yes, no. right? No. Well, that's the thing. When somebody says, "Hey, do you like my product? Hey, would you buy this course?" Oh, yeah, sure. The only time you can trust someone's answer is when it includes a credit card number. Okay. Yeah. The, the yes vote is only means something when they actually put money down to pay for it. Otherwise, a lot of times people will say, Oh yeah, that'd be great. But that doesn't mean they'd actually pull out their, their credit card and buy it, nor does it mean they'd actually follow the steps and get the results. So, you know, it, you, you, you don't know it until you've seen it happen. And the best way to do that is to give value up front.
1: Yeah, absolutely love that. Look, mate, before we wrap up, I want to dive into something a little bit different. I want to do a little bit of a twist off to the side. Now, you know, I've been, um, you know, following you or been on the journey with you for quite some time now. Uh, you know, we recently got to meet at uh, the funnel hackers awards, which is pretty awesome. And uh, you know, I, I remember I mentioned something to you. And, and I said, I was like, Dan, you know, I've followed you for a while and you've kind of always come across as a bit of a dick. <laughs> I was like, but actually you're, you're an amazingly nice guy. And, you know, I've seen that you've got a lot of hate online. And I suppose I'm curious, like, how do you go about managing that? You know, I, I learned from someone a long time ago, they said, look, the more successful you become, you know, the more haters you have. It's just part of, you know, part and parcel of the, the balance of life. But how do you actually handle, you know, those people that are trying to bring you down online or are talking shit about you because, you know, meeting you firsthand, obviously today, you know, anyone listening to this or watching this can see, just how genuine you are around, you know, who you are and what you do and how you serve people. But how do you handle the hate?
0: Well, you know, I try to remember that if somebody's talking shit about you, they're not working on their business and that therefore they're irrelevant. You know, that, that's the first thing I, I put into my mind. Cause you know, I, I the thing about it is, is man, you know, I'll come out with, it's just so funny cause like I'll come out with a video, right. And the video will be edgy or funny or whatever. And you give it two weeks and I went from like, I'll make, you know, like I'll do something crazy. And it'll, you know, when the rumor mill starts, like someone will watch the video. And two weeks later I did 10 times more stuff. And then I've, I've heard people say, well, you know, Dan did like, like, I'm at one time I heard like um, something crazy, like, you know, Dan, somebody said uh, recently that Dan never made a million dollars. He made a million dollars by through his client or something like something that's like completely fabricated, like just 180 degrees from the truth. And I'm just like, you know, like I mean, I it, I used to let it bother me a lot, but the fact is that, you know, if you're not pissing people off, you're you're doing something wrong. You know, um I mean I'm I'm my style is very direct, right? Like with my students, with the way I teach, I'm like, listen, you know, like I'm more like that Garrett White Alex Becker, um, even Tony Robbins. I mean, you ever seen Tony Robbins? Here's the thing. You see Tony Robbins on TV. He's so nice, but you go to a Tony Robbins uh, event and he's like, stop being a pussy. You know, he's just like, you know what he is. And so that's how I am all the time because, you know, I and I have most of my followers, all my followers, they like that because they don't like the fluff. They don't like the BS. They don't like all that. And I, I don't mind cutting right to the point and saying like, listen, you know, the reason you're not doing this, the reason you're not doing this is because you're letting yourself get in the way, get the fuck out of your own way. You know what I'm saying? And some people, they're like, oh, Dan, he cusses or he, he could be nicer. And it's like, yeah, I could be nicer, but there's so many people out there that are nice. Okay. There's so many people that you can listen to their podcasts or take their courses and, you know, bake cookies with them. And, you know, but that's just not me, man. You know, I, 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 because I was never. I never achieved anything in life by somebody telling, patting me on the head, and saying, "You can do it." I achieved things yeah. when when people checked me on my bullshit and said, "Dan, stop being a pussy." <laughs> you know, like yeah. like get it done. And I, and that's how I got pumped up. That's how I got hyped up. And so some people don't resonate with that, and some people don't resonate re- resonate with the the zany humor that I do. Like one time I did a video where I said I was purging my Facebook group, and so, I it was it was like it was based off the Purge, you know, the movie The Purge. So, I I did this video where I showed up to this guy's doorstep and I'm like, You haven't commented in the group for some time. And he's like, Well, I just thought I would lurk around. So, then I like stab that was him. The Batman one, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so I yeah. stab him in the stomach and we had like fake blood and we just made this whole big skit out of it. And it was a direct parody of the movie The Purge. And so, of course some of these people come out there, like not even thinking about that. They're just like, Dan made a video inciting violence against his group members. And I'm like, dude, it's a parody of the, like you don't go on, you don't watch Saturday Night Live and go, oh, they did this. Like you wouldn't say that. You'd be like, oh, it's Saturday Night Live. They did a skit. But if I do it, all of a sudden I'm inciting violence. No, it's a freaking skit, dude. Like, you know? And so if if I knew I was doing something wrong and people hated me for, here, here's how I'll wrap this. If I knew I was doing something wrong, or inappropriate to me, or bad, and and people were talking shit about it, I would feel bad because I would feel like people are, are onto me and they're calling me out on my stuff. But that's not the case. People are just whiny little bitches and they are oversensitive. And those people don't need to follow me anyway. I have my followers who can take a joke, who have a sense of humor and who are ready to get to work and make shit happen. And, you know, I don't worry about the snowflakes that, that like, if you're busy getting offended, you're not working on your business. If you're busy talking shit, you're not working on your business. Okay. Work on your business, you know, that's it. So, I mean, I don't let it bother me because um, again, you know, if they were anything special, they'd be working on their business.
1: Mate, I love this shit. So Dan Henry, uh, mate, thank you so much for your, uh, for your input on today's episode of the podcast, uh, the comeback game, mate, uh, if people want to connect with you and some more of your zany humor <laughs> or inappropriate jokes, where can they find you?
0: Uh, man. Um, so you could probably find me, uh, there, uh I mean, I, You know, my my about me and all that's on getclients.com. I have a Facebook group called uh, The Art of Advertising where I'm in a lot and I do some stuff. I've been a little quiet on Facebook lately because I've been secretly trying to take over the world, but um, probably my Facebook group would be the best place. If you want to see any uh, zing- as long as
1: they comment, otherwise you rock up on their doorstep and yeah, stab rock
0: them, up and, and stab them, you know, full, full effect. Oh, we had a zombie at the end of the video too. That was, that was pretty fun. So if you don't like zombies, then I, I don't know. You're not for me. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. And look for everyone out there watching and listening, to this, uh, like it, share it to people that you think, uh, needs to hear the message that, uh, if people are talking shit, they're not working on their business. Uh, mate, my name is Bam Mother the Diddy, and uh, it was an absolute pleasure, Dan.
0: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure coming on.